welcome to the uh, Ocean Water Podcast. I have um, my good friend today, uh, Toby Cunningham, 2003 Billabong XL Paddle Wave winner. Massive amounts of street cred. Um, and then also a movie that Toby stars in called Magnetic has just gone up on Netflix and I'm really, really happy for you for that. Congratulations. That's a little bit of a professional introduction to Toby. He has spent the last five plus years living in Nazaire, Portugal, where he's a part of the small sort of underground, although not so underground, uh, big wave surfing community that's been developing there for the last decade. Um, and then just on a personal note, Toby and I lived together for three years in San Diego. Toby was my roommate. <laughs> totally straight, okay. <laughs> we had some really, really, really good times uh, together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Lot of that we'll get into today, but but uh, <laughs> up fireworks in the house that's fun, man. You got to tell them all about that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we actually did used to light fireworks in our apartment. <laughs> yeah, it's we, fun. Didn't we wait Ramza? Didn't you put an M80 by the pillow? <laughs> yeah, I, I put an M80 on him, like with a it, I put a, a pan over him just so that it'd blow a hole in his chest. But then he threw it off and it went on the floor and blew up. And that's why we didn't get any deposit back because it literally just put a huge hole in the floor. So no, no, no. they didn't I, like us too much. <laughs> if us lighting fireworks in, in our apartment would have ever come up on my, um, on my interview in the, in, when I got hired for working with Rick Warren, <laughs> probably would have not gotten hired. One of the I don't know. He might have liked you. If one of the questions would have been is now, is it true that you and your you and your roommates used to wake each other up by putting M80s on each other. I would have, I would have had to say, yeah, actually we, we did. There was a season where we thought that was funny, but the best one was the time that, that you threw an M80 inside of the, the popcorn that Roms was making in the kitchen. And you, <laughs> you moved his popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so, I can't believe we didn't die. All right. Wild. Yeah. It's fun. Wild. That's fun. But yeah, it's good to talk to you, bro. And so, um, so just tell everybody. So, um, when you're home these days, uh, where do you like to go to eat, and what do you get? Um, I like to cook. So, uh, my wife and I love to cook, and so we're, we'll uh, get super fresh fish from the market, and that was just caught. And I mean, it's a fishing village here, so it's really easy to get fresh fish. And we just grill it. We have a barbecue, and then we just get organic greens and pretty much much on that um or like we'll go out for a steak or whatever the steak's so good here um and gosh that's that's pretty much lunch and then i don't eat dinner i i do a intermittent fasting so nice. i i i eat dinner at 2 p.m and then don't eat till breakfast which is at 8 a.m i pretty much do what ryan actually had inspired me a long time and time ago to put a bunch of uh, superfoods in one little place and and that's pretty much my breakfast like 16 different things and just smash it all together and it's really good still do it uh thanks for the smoothie plug dude i've been yeah I've been into that stuff for a while um yeah and so uh, so what do you tell me what are you doing these days and how did you get into it um so um, my wife and I, I mean, we, we run a YouTube channel, 
uh, called Crypto Tips. So it talks about cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all those other things. Um, it's like pretty much decentralized platforms. Um, and then we're in the process of writing a book as well on it. And um, let's see, then we hold classes as well. So on it. So Heidi is like one of the first females to be in the space. And so it was, it's been kind of a good like introduction to uh, for the world to, to see crypto in the eyes of a female. <laughs> and then uh, we hold a, um, a live um, uh, on YouTube. We go live on YouTube at 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on Mondays. So yeah, that's what we do. And so we're on for about 35, 40 minutes. I, Heidi talks about like crypto space and I talk about the economy and stuff and what I see what's happening. So it's a lot of fun. Um, otherwise, when the surf is giant here, which is usually pretty giant because they have this huge canyon um, right off the coast here. It's like the second largest uh, canyon in the world. And the waves just get funneled in there and become pretty much the biggest surf in the world. De definitely the biggest surf in the world. So uh, I have a team of tow sur surfers that we like to go out and, and then have fun and, and um, play, play um, do some crazy stuff out there. So it's fun. No, crazy is always an interesting word when you start to dig around at it. So I'll give, I'll give you an example. So I'll never forget the time, the, I think it was like 2012, there was a huge swell that came into San Diego and the waves were breaking over the end of the OB pier. And, and it was like super windy, it was raining. And you like, you like have your wetsuit on, I can see the waves from our, from our place. I'm like, hey dude, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm gonna go jump off the pier and I'm gonna surf that reef at the end of the, here and you go and it's like I don't think so dude it's like 20 foot storm surf and you, you had a 6-0 you like stole out of our place with the 6-0 and you you went you got a few waves but the kicker was yeah. the time uh, we went down to Totos you've always been a really a really humble guy which I love and uh but you're like hey go surf Totos with me um it's gonna be double overhead it'll be super fun so I think it was like me and you and Drew Tedes and Marco, we like chartered a, chartered a boat, go down to Ensenada. We'd go out, I'm suiting up on the boat. I'm like, oh, it looks super fun. Killers looks good. I suit up, it's like double overhead. And then all of a sudden I see a 35 foot sneaker set. And I was like, oh no, I think I'm good. <laughs> that was Toto's for you. That was fun, that was a fun trip. That was a fun trip. It was a fun day. Um, some yeah. waves that are like 20 foot bases and smaller. That's me. Some yeah. people like 20, like some people like you, your brain really doesn't even turn on until it's 20 feet, 20 foot bases. You, you've told me yeah. to do much about it. You actually find it boring. So you're one of the really small percentages of people whose brain doesn't even uh I mean, unless it's barreling, then I, then I, then it's cool. Like Chopo, like, so for instance, like I really like Tahiti and this wave's called Chopo. So the, the wave there could be 10 foot and just amazing. So, but it's a giant barrel so that it's, you know, it's a real big challenge. So I, I really like the challenge of, of the ocean. And if it doesn't present a challenge and I don't know, kind of, kind of lose it. But so, I hear you. So for people that have, are meeting you for the first time that don't know who you are, that screensaver 
the virtual background that you have, that's actually a photo of you surfing that way. That's not just something, some stock thing you pulled off of the internet. Yeah, that's actually, um, it's switched the uh, opposite way. So that's actually a left. So I'm goofy foot. <laughs> so you're living in this area. Also, you're um, a film that you started in called Mag Magnetic just got yeah. onto Netflix. Congratulations, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. I yeah, good. It was, it was awesome. Um, and Are it, you like okay, cool. in typical Toby fashion, everything was understated, which I, I love. And, uh, but it's really good to just see you just enjoying your life with your wife and surfing big waves. I know that's what you love. And the part that I loved is just knowing you really well was you had a line in there about, you know, you used to surf big waves probably a half a dozen times a year when, when we were living together in San Diego and now you get to surf it every day. So congrats. Brother. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. You got to come out here. We'll get you into a small one. <laughs> we'll come to Portugal as soon as we can. And, and uh, I'd like you to stay, I'd like to stay there with you guys and then you can share. Yes. Awesome, man. I look forward to it. So yeah, uh, no, no fireworks. No fireworks. <laughs> no other things. Um, all right. So what are some things that, that, um, current Toby might say to 20 year old Toby? Um, uh, the sky's the limit pretty much. Uh, I mean, I, I was, I wasn't, um, a super confident 20 year old. I love big waves, but I, I just wasn't, I couldn't picture myself, you know, making something of myself like really big or whatever. So like, um, you know, I, yeah, I had faith in God, but it was pretty immature at that point. So, um, it was really hard to, to really pursue like giant goals um, just because I really didn't have the confidence and I really didn't have that much faith either. So um, yeah, you kind of have to have both. Um, so I would say just try to don't care what other people think, you know, like, cause the whole time I'm like, you know, from all different aspects of my life, people are just telling me, Hey, you know, stop what you're doing. You know, you need to get a regular job. You need to, you know, do this and that and this. And I just always thought, Oh, this is wrong. You know, I don't want to do that. So probably just stay away from the crowd and really do your own thing. Because if you're sticking with the crowd in life, you're really not going to accomplish anything amazing. And I'm saying that from experience. So um, it really is, was hard to pry away get out of the jaws of the crowd. Um, but yeah, that's, that was definitely what I would say. Great advice, brother. And you're living it. Um, yeah. What are you, what are you curious about right now? What's, what are you interested in these days? I'm really interested in, um, uh, trying to, I know this sounds weird, but trying to bank, the unbanked. So there's like 2.6 billion people around the world that are unbanked. Um, and finances is one of my, just, I, I love it. it. There's so many, so much depth to it. And um, trying, that's pretty much why we are in crypto as well. Um, because it is the chance to bank these people. So for instance, in order for me to 
uh, for like a dollar in India to set up a bank account, they can't because they don't have adequate forms of ID. They don't have, you know, the the necessities to show that they are a worthy person to go ahead and um, open up a bank account. Whereas with crypto, I can just send uh, stuff or money from all around the world, Bitcoin or whatever, um, to anyone. It doesn't matter who it is, um, whether it's legal or illegal, it doesn't matter. I can still send money to that person. Um, and I can literally set up a bank account for somebody that has no internet access. <laughs> so that is really cool. And I'm pretty stoked on this new technology and um, governments hate it, but I, I really love it. So yeah, I'm, I'm really, that's pretty much my main curiosity right now. Other than that, there's so many different things health wise and um, I can go on and on about that, but th that's a, probably the main thing is that. Yeah, I mean, the cat's out of the bag. As you said, there are 2.6 billion people who can't find, uh, who don't use traditional banking. Yeah, they can't. So, so um, Most of it's built around control and usury. And yeah. uh, uh, technology is increasingly disruptive to so many parts of our world. And one of the way, one of the areas that it's, disrupting on a massive scale right now is banking and, and you're right you know the powers that be and the governments don't like that no one no one likes it when their leverage and power is taking taken away from them it doesn't matter what the industry is uh, the the uh, reactions are always the same and so that, that's true in finance it's it's true in so many it's true in water it's true in so many different sectors when you when you really try to help people and so uh, that's really exciting man yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's, there, there, there's, a, there's a, what's exciting about it is there's a lifetime of work to do in, in what you're interested in. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. For sure. It's cool waking up every day and, and being so engaged and realizing if I spend every waking moment learning about this and trying to help people, uh, there's, there would be 10 lifetimes of work to do. Yeah, that's yeah. it, man. <laughs> for sure. Um, so what are some, what's something that you have failed at? Um, I mean, fails an interesting word. I don't really look at things as failure, but like learning. So, I mean, it's kind of like if I fall on a wave, did I really fail? Not really, because I mean, it's just another ride as well underwater and you learn a little bit for each wipeout you learn how to hold your breath you learn how to stay calm so there's give and takes um so uh fail i mean i failed a couple tests but i mean i don't really I don't, I don't look at a lot of things as failing you know um uh, i i like this one verse it says uh um gosh what is it uh Romans five three through five. Uh, um, geez, I cannot believe I forgot it. Uh, it's about perseverance and letting it finish its work. And yeah, yeah, like um, 
God pretty much, you know, uses what you think you failed at or whatever to do good through it. So, um, how did I, what's the verse? I totally forgot it. God, God works. God uses all things that work together. For work for good. Yes. For, for the, those who love God. So it's like, yeah, so I, I can, I can view my life as there's a lot of things that I, a lot of trials that I went through, but you know, that kind of made me to the person I am now. So, yeah. Thanks, Ryan. So what do you know? Um, what do you know about kind of what's your understanding of the landscape right now, as far as like water in the world? What would be your What would be your thoughts on that? You're really well read. I mean, I think there's there's plenty of water for people, but it's just like companies have um, monopolized water in a way to where they're taking water from the land, not letting people have it. And also, you know, the cleanliness of the water as well. That's what I, I mean, if you look at like India or whatever, Bangladesh, like where, where you're setting up, I mean, the water, a lot of villages have like crappy water. So there people are dying of dysentery and, and all those things. And that's like, dysentery people dying of dysentery is like one of the leading causes of death in the world yep. for third world so i mean that's like huge it just shows that like people need clean water so i mean that's like huge it's more huge than any virus it's more huge than anything so yeah there's not a lot a lot of clean water out there no there's not and, and you hit the nail on the head there's plenty of water in the world uh, the problem is um, governments and other agencies can want to control the supply so that they can charge cash and treat it as a commodity. Yeah. So that's one view of water. One view of water is that it's a commodity. So if your view of water is a commodity, then of course you would want to control the distribution and charge people for it. That's one view. Then there's our view uh, and ocean water's view is that water is a fundamental human right and it's not a commodity yeah that water should be free price point of zero and accessible and clean to the people that need it so the reason why ocean water will have 10 lifetimes of work is because there are no people currently that i can find on the internet or by referral that are doing small scale off the grid desalinization projects where they distribute ocean-based water for free. Zero, hard to believe, hard to believe. We're either geniuses or the, or the bar has fallen so low. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, that I've often said to my wife, how's it, how's it possible that a 45 year old grandfather, me, 46 now, is the person having conversations on the internet about this. How's that even, how's that even possible? <laughs> yeah. And I still don't have an answer to that question, but it's certainly interesting. Part of it is, you know, the return on investment when you invest in a 
privately funded system, you're basically betting on people's good nature, their godly nature, that they're going to treat the system with respect and that they're going to, they're going to distribute that water for free and they're going to meet, meet needs. Yeah. And I, and, and I do believe in people's good godly nature. Uh, and I believe that there are, as people start to understand that um, the reason why this problem isn't being solved is because we have to get more people committed to privately funding decentralized ocean-based systems. And uh, as that network grows, then the water problem uh, will be, can, can get solved. It's much like, it's much like 60 years ago. If you go back 60 years, um, most of the important prestigious information was in I, the Ivy League libraries in the United States. So the way you had to access that information was by attending an Ivy League school. And then along with attending the Ivy League school, you got to access the information and then you got to get the relationships that came from being part of that network. That's, not, that's no longer how the world is now. The internet's changed all that. Now anyone in the world can get the information that they need if they know the right question to ask. Everybody can get an answer to anything if you have a smartphone in eight seconds. A smartphone plus good internet access, you can get the right information in eight seconds, but you still have to know the right questions. And so yeah. the reason why I'm so committed to these conversations, uh, I, do, I do this once a week, is because we want to get people talking about why it's important uh, to, to think about decentralized ocean-based water systems, how important it is. There are a lot of parallels that, you know, we, we've, not, we've not chatted uh, in depth like this in a while because we used to be roommates and now you live on a different continent. But um, there are a lot of parallels between the uh, decentralized aspect of crypto stuff, yeah. in the world and uh, the decentralized aspect of water. Yeah. There are some really, really... Uh, fundamental similarities there in the in the redistribution of power, redistribution of control, empowering yeah. the the marginalized. Uh, it's really exciting, man. Exciting. It's, it's it's exciting to talk about that. It's what's also been what's also interesting too about our friendship is how is how you and I have been have been have literally been playing in the answer since we were kids. Mm. That's right, huh? Out there playing in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of hope as well with this. I think that, you know, the, well, the crypto side will eventually wash through to every aspect of life, which is, decent, which is decentralization. Because we've seen what centralization actually does. It destroys the world, kills people. It gives the hands of, it gives, it puts you in the hands of people that are psychotic, and um, you know, just that don't care about you. And yeah, so this will hopefully. I think a lot of people are catching on to decentralization. I, I'm, I'm hoping that 
this really wins out. So this would be great. Well, it, it, centralized systems always, uh, they always corrupt and abuse. Decentralized systems always empower and serve over time. Yeah. Those people start to understand that. And the reason why is because the power is distributed. Yeah. Remember the old saying we hear it, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Decentralized power. Lord Acton. Serves absolutely. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a different way and there's a better way. And, at, you know, a lot of what, a lot of what you do, I'm going to imagine with your wife is you're sort of, there's kind of two ways to tackle problems. One way is you raise a bunch of money. That's one way. Money's important. The other way is you raise minds. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Raising minds. Education. There you go. Raising minds. Yeah, Over for sure. Raises the money. You can raise the money and never raise the minds. Yeah, you know, that's but, it. But if you raise minds and you get people. That's, you, that's university for you. <laughs> that's it. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah. In a traditional setting or not in a traditional setting, but it's important that you adopt that framework. To sure. It's an operating framework. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's it. This that's is interesting. And I, you know, I would love to, to do this again. Our, our 20 minutes is, is absolutely flown by. That's um, fine. You're, you're one I don't know how much time that was. <laughs> no, it was. Well, you, 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 have, you have so much to, so much to say. It's a yeah. so much to share, so much perspective. You're living a big life. You're living in a wonderful life, and uh, just I think I think we both are. Well, thanks, dude. We're trying. Yeah, man. We're trying. Yeah, for sure. We're, we're really trying, dude. And um, yeah, let's let's do this again, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds great. Just that. let me know. Just uh, again, congratulations, dude, on on um, on your uh, wife and living in Portugal and your your new. Uh, your new film on Netflix and all the great things you're doing, brother. And we'll do this again soon, dude. Uh, yeah. last, thing, last thing, dude, any, any last words that we need to hear from Toby today? Um, last words. I, I mean, I've pretty much said it all. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, you, like I said, stay away from the crowd. You're, you're, you're not going to go anywhere with them. So do you, uh, you're gifted, um, I know this sounds really cheesy or whatever, but you know, you gotta, you gotta put your mind to what you're gifted at and you gotta find that. Otherwise you're going to live a pretty boring life. Um, I was pretty bored in life until I found out my passion. And now I literally cannot wait to wake up and, and get up. It's so fun. So I think Ryan's found the same as well. And, um, yeah, he could attest to that. Thanks, brother. Yeah, cool, thank buddy. Your wife, and thank you for your time today, man. No worries. All right, I'll see you in Portugal soon, dude. <laughs> see you, buddy. All right, I love you, bro. Yeah.